It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome to Moyer's Environmental Dialogues, Ocean River Shields of Achilles, with your host, Dr. Rob Moyer. Find out what others are doing and what you can do to create a greener and blue planet Earth. Now, here's Dr. Rob Moyer. Welcome. In this episode of Moyer's Environmental Dialogues, we will talk about how the oceans fared in yesterday's national election. Today is Wednesday, November 7th, and my guest is Mike Gunmeyer of Ocean Champions. Hello, Mike. Hey, Rob. How are you today? Good. Um, you managed to collect your wit from a late night and stuff? <laughs> as much as is possible for me, I think so. It was certainly a long but very exciting night. Well, I know that you are probably short on, I know you're short on sleep and your head's bursting with electoral decisions. Uh, however, for the sake of our listeners, let's uh, take a moment to walk back the cat and tell us what Ocean Champions is and, and why for Ocean Champions is Election Day everything for you guys. Uh, sure, Rob. Uh, there are uh, a number of great ocean organizations uh, that are out there that are, are, are looking to advance uh, healthy ocean policies. Uh, ocean Champions is a little bit different, though, because we're the only ocean group uh, that engages politically. So we endorse and financially support members of Congress and candidates for Congress that uh, will be strong on ocean issues, that will lead uh, on ocean health issues. And by doing that, we hope to build uh, political support for ocean issues. Uh, and then we, of course, work with uh, those guys to try to get good things done and try to shoot down uh, bad things. Um, we also, as, as we'll talk about a little bit later, We'll sometimes run campaigns against uh, bad ocean guys, ocean enemies, if we think that uh, that is that is an important thing to do and a necessary thing to do to enforce accountability on ocean issues and to, again, try to build political power to support the cause. So ocean champions like the muscle, and you've got these uh, educational advocacy groups that are pushing the issues, but you, you've taken a step, you muscle in a bit more. We do. We think that, uh, you know, if, if you look at it, uh, it's a model that pretty much every industry uses, and uh, certainly there are some in the environmental community that, that do. But we believe that in order to have uh, success with advocacy, it's absolutely critical to engage politically. Uh, you've got to reward and help the people who are good on your issues. You've got to find more of those people that are going to be champions and help elect them. And you've got to try and knock out the guys that are, are working against you uh, because uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's all about math, and uh, we want to have as many good ocean votes on Capitol Hill as we can. So when people give to Ocean Champions, it is not tax deductible because the dollars you give does influence decision makers. That, that's true. It is, it is all political. We have a political action committee that uh, contributes directly to candidates' campaigns. And we also have a uh, a 501c4, which is you know, a lobbying arm, uh, where we can either run campaigns for or against people, and also uh, 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 spend our time advocating with our champions to try to move issues along on the hill. So yes, all political, all donations to Ocean Champions are political and not tax deductible, but they are very powerful. Yes, you guys are going the distance to really clean up the oceans and make for healthier shores for us all to enjoy. Uh, so uh, how many uh, ocean champions do you currently have serving in the House of Representatives? Well, we've got uh, in, in the current Congress, and by that I mean uh, the Congress that uh, is, in play, is in place now, not the one that will come out of the election from last night, uh, but the Current Congress has 31 champions, uh, endorsed ocean champions overall, and that includes uh, 13 in the Senate and 18 in the House of Representatives. So these are people doing the good work uh, on um, on the Hill. 
absolutely. These are the folks that we have uh, gotten to know over time. We've we've uh, we've watched their records. We have engaged with them to understand how they look at ocean issues, how they prioritize them, and how they believe ocean issues affect the constituents in their district or in their state. And these are the folks that uh, that make ocean health a priority uh, with the other with the other different demands that they have to balance. What were those numbers again? So 31 overall, and that's yeah. 18 in the House of Representatives and 13 in the Senate. So especially in the House, that's not very many members on your team. Well, so it's, yeah, when, when, you, when you think about it, there are 435 total votes in the House, uh, yeah. and, uh, and we've got uh, 18. So, uh, you know, we, we try to find folks that are going to be on the ocean-relevant committees, and we look to identify people in states that are, are likely to have credibility on ocean issues, but we certainly want to have a lot more than that at the end of the day. So I see you come up with 46 candidates to endorse. Uh, indeed, as, as uh, we were moving into the, into the election this year uh, that, that just took place last night, um, we were very focused on expanding the ocean footprint in both houses of the Congress, but certainly uh, with a strong focus on the House as well. And uh, we... Our overall goal was to elect 40 champions this time, and so we wound up endorsing 46. Uh, and uh, you know, we are we're very picky in, in who we endorse. Now we're we're pragmatic. Uh, nobody can be perfect on ocean issues. They really these folks have to balance a lot of different demands. They've got to be responsive to their constituents. Uh, but we're looking for uh, a consistent pattern uh, of support for ocean issues and really kind of a, a, a philosophy and a belief system that's going to prioritize ocean health. And these are the guys, as we looked through and endorsed 46 this time, we were able to find that many folks that we felt very good uh, that if we uh, were able to help elect them, uh, they would be very strong on ocean issues in, in, in uh, the U.S. Congress. So tell us about, like, your Hall of Fame champion or something. Well, um, you know, so there are some champions out there uh, that uh, you really would have to look hard to find anything that they've ever done that isn't really ideal from an ocean perspective. And you call these guys the Hall of Famers. And those are folks like uh, Congressman Sam Farr in California, uh, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse uh, from uh, Rhode Island, and uh, one uh, member of Congress, uh, Congresswoman Lois Capps, also from California, who was in a very, very difficult race this year. Uh, redistricting had really put her in a, in a much more challenging position, and there was a very strong Republican candidate running against her, and uh, it was really touch and go uh, for the last few months. She was really in a threatened position. Uh, fortunately, we're, we're really uh, pleased to say that uh, we uh, really put out the call to the ocean community, the folks that are Ocean Champions members and, and, and activists, and in addition to our own support for Congresswoman Capps, we asked our community to do so, and they really, really stepped up. They helped us bundle a lot of money to her campaign and, and really gave generously. And uh, that was part of the reason why Congresswoman Capps was able to win last night, and she'll be back to, to spend another two years uh, working for ocean health issues, and we, we couldn't be happier. She's, like I say, she's a, a, a true believer and very effective. She has passed a number of good ocean bills in the past, and uh, uh, I'm sure that she will continue to press aggressively in the future. Mike, what do you mean by bundling? So uh, what we can do with our political action committee, we can uh, donate directly to the candidates' campaigns uh, $5,000 for a primary election and $5,000 for a general election. Those are the maximum amounts that we can give. So over the course of, of a campaign, we can give up to $10,000 to a candidate. But what we can also do is hold events uh, uh, and, and ask others that believe in this candidate and her priorities to donate to that uh, to, to her as well. And uh, we held an event for Congresswoman Caps where a lot of the members of the ocean community turned out, and we did some online fundraising. And in this situation, because Ocean Champions is collecting checks from other uh, like-minded supporters, it's called bundling. Uh, and all in, we were able to significantly step up the amount of money that, that the ocean community was able to, to give to Congresswoman Capps' campaign through these bundling activities. 
Yeah, it's really it's really important. You've got two different avenues there. I'm, as you know, I'm on the board of Ocean Champions, and I always urge people to give to the Political Action Committee because a check from the Ocean Champions PAC says clearly that you're get the politician is getting the money for actions on the ocean. And when you give directly, the politician often thinks you're giving them because you think they're a good guy or a good gal or something. And it doesn't quite tie them as much to the issues that a PAC check does. And yet most people just love the personal interaction between politicians and themselves. And so um, giving a check directly to the politician brings those rewards. And so to do so uh, coordinated with Ocean Champions is kind of the best of both worlds. It's clear to the politician that uh, oceans is a big issue, and if they depart from oceans, that's um, going to be an issue about your continued support. And yet it also has that personal connection between uh, the uh, the donor and the politician. That's absolutely right. And, and really that, uh, as you mentioned it, by uh, either giving to the Ocean Champions Pack, which allows us, that's the, the, the juice that we can use to make these contributions, or, or also uh, giving directly to the candidate through the Ocean Champions ocean-focused events, you're delivering that clear message. And uh, it's Im- it's important to point out, of course, that, uh, you know, by helping to support a candidate, you're, it's it's not that if you contribute to a candidate, they're going to do what you want them to do. Uh, that's not the case at all. But what it does is it, it, it changes the nature of the relationship because they get requests from hundreds of thousands of different organizations and, and people. Uh, and, and uh, you know, there's a lot of noise that's out there. But uh, by being in a position to be able to contribute and support the candidate's campaign, uh, you are uh, you are able to meet with them, and you're able to get your uh, your your, uh, your your thoughts on the table. How you do in that meeting, and how it shapes up with how the candidate ultimately feels about this particular issue, is driven by the candidate, is driven by how well you can do, and is driven by uh, you know larger political forces. But the important thing is it, it allows you to have that conversation. Uh, and elevate your issue at a time when there are many, many other things that people have to worry about. So a high point with Ocean Champions is in September, you have a reception right near uh, the hill, and senators and congressmen can come over, and uh, we all get to meet them. And and it's just phenomenal how many participants, how many uh, politicians come to that event. It really is. Um, You know, we, we have this this uh, event every year to honor our champions on the Hill. And, you know, for folks that have not uh, been lucky enough to, to engage in something like this, when an organization the size of Ocean Champions has something like this, it, it might be fortunate if one or two or maybe three members of Congress stop by and, and mingle with the folks and, and, uh, and take the time to, to speak to the crowd. Uh, but in this last year, I believe that we wound up having 20 uh, members of Congress uh, and candidates, senators, senior senators, senior uh, representatives, new faces, uh, just, you know, a number of, of the champions that we were endorsing or getting ready to endorse took the time to come and mingle with the ocean community. It's a very intimate event. Uh, it's a great event for people that care about oceans because feel you know, a large part of the, the activist community is there, philanthropists are there, uh, and as we would say, the very finest ocean-focused congressmen and then women are there as well. And uh, it's, it's really a, a wonderful time. Uh, and in the past, we've had typically about a dozen members show up, which is phenomenal in and of itself. But uh, when 20 showed up last year, it was really amazing. It seems to be snowballing. They clearly have a good time. Uh, they have to spend a lot of time introduce- in recognizing each other in the room, but it seems to be getting better and better. My guest is Mike Dunmire, and we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back to talk more about how the oceans have benefited from the elections on November 6th. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. 
Connecting local stewardship with global support, the Ocean River Institute is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people and groups make a difference where they live and work. We believe that many environmental issues can best be addressed by people taking action in their own communities and regions. It's not the large national entities, but the small, localized, or newly formed groups that often need help to achieve their goals. That's where the Ocean River Institute comes in. We maintain a network of eco-stewards and ORI partners, connecting them with resources and services to help them maximize their impact, expand their capacity, and weather unexpected setbacks. ORI actions and events offer opportunities to make a difference, to go the distance, and you can volunteer to be an ORI eco-steward. To discover more, visit us online at www.oceanriver.org. That's www.oceanriver.org. The Ocean River Institute is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people and groups make a difference where they live and work through environmental stewardship and science. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Moyer's Environmental Dialogues. To participate in today's discussion, you're welcome to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send an email to rob at oceanriver.org. Now, back to Dr. Rob Moyer. Hi, I'm talking with Mike Gunmeyer of Ocean Champions. And Mike, if people want to follow along, where should they go online? Uh, well, we've uh, we've got a web presence at www.oceanchampions.org. Uh, we're also on the the major social media hubs, so you can find us on Facebook and Twitter under Ocean Champions. Uh, we've got a small presence on LinkedIn, but uh, you know, perhaps growing. But uh, the web, Facebook, and Twitter are certainly the best places to find us and a great way to interact with us. Yeah, the, the web has got an excellent page of all the of the forty six candidates, the forty six races that that you've been into, and there are little headshots of the forty six people, and you can click on it and learn more about them um, as we go into the weeds here. So, how did the forty six races go? Uh, yes, last night, and uh, how did Ocean Champions do overall? Well, Rob, we we were just thrilled. Um, our objective was to help elect forty this time. Uh, and in the past, we've we've been able to help win about 80% of the races that we've engaged in. Uh, the last night was just phenomenal. Uh, there are still a couple races outstanding, but it looks like at the end of the day, we're going to have won 43 of the 46 races where we endorsed the candidate, which is just incredible, just incredible. Congratulations. Um, you, you mentioned uh, Lois Capps was a tough race. Um, and she's very experienced. Uh, and then you also support a freshman like uh, Jared Huffman. Yeah, you know, as, as we've talked about, trying to build uh, political support for Oceans requires uh, trying to help senior members win and, and folks that you know are steadfast champions, but it also requires bringing in new blood. And uh, there are a number of freshmen that we helped elect this time, some of whom were running against really, really bad ocean guys. So we have kind of a sense of out with the old, in with the new. Uh, Some were running against other first-time candidates who were also, uh, you know, looked to be quite bad on on our issues. But uh, we're really pleased. There's some really, really strong candidates that uh, that we've helped elect, one of whom, uh, Jared Huffman, uh, was a uh, California State Assemblyman who has uh, passed dozens of really strong ocean conservation bills uh, at the California state level. Just a tremendously savvy, effective legislator. Uh, and uh, he is one to represent California's second district, which is up in uh, Northern California, around Marin County, and uh, uh, is very eager to get on the Natural Resources Committee which is a very important committee for ocean issues, uh, has already engaged with leadership, and uh, we think is, is just going to be a, a, a tremendous champion at the, at the federal level, and we can't wait to get him up there. Um, well, reason to think so. I'm looking at the webpage, your, your information about him, and 
He's the 2009 recipient of Environmental Leadership Award from the California League of Conservation Voters. That's pretty good. In, indeed. And, and, you know, there's uh, uh, shark finning has received a lot of attention of late, the, the act of shark finning. And uh, there are some states that have acted out and enacted uh, some pretty strong uh, 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 bills that ban uh, possessing shark fins at all, which does a lot to really end the practice and the importation and the use of shark fins. And Mr. Huffman was one of two principal authors of the California anti-shark finning bill, uh, which, you know, really uh, addressing that issue in California is a long way towards addressing it in the United States and very contentious issue. And uh, Jared Huffman was, was savvy and skilled enough to be able to navigate those difficult waters and help pass it in the state of California. We think he'll be able to do similarly great things at the national level. Bravo. Um, you're, there are also uh, three new faces from Washington State. Yeah, there were uh, three uh, freshmen that, uh, that we endorsed for Washington, uh, Denny Heck, Derek Kilmer, and Susan Delbeni. Uh, all three of which really impressed us uh, as we were getting to know them. We always take a lot of time to talk to the candidates uh, before endorsing them to really understand how they think about these issues. All three of these guys are really committed to clean energy. Uh, they're very committed to addressing the kind of the drivers of climate change, addressing coastal water quality, and again, uh, linked to climate is the problem of ocean acidification, which is changing the chemistry of the ocean. Uh, it's really affecting people in Washington State because there are a number of oyster shell fisheries that are huge employers uh, and, and very important to the coastal economies in Washington. But ocean acidification has been making it impossible for uh, the spat, the young oysters, to be able to develop their shells. And these, these fisheries are actually moving to new locations where the water, water chemistry is more conducive to what they're trying to do. So... Also, and those locations are out of state. I'm, I'm sorry? And those locations are out of state. I mean, exactly. they have to move a long distance, I think. Exactly. It's, it's jobs for real people, and it's, it's a, a real water quality issue. And all three of these candidates are very focused on addressing that. And addressing ocean acidification also means addressing climate change. Uh, and, and all three were running against uh, uh, opposition candidates that, if they had won, would really be focused in a different direction. So we're, again, really pleased. Uh, Derek Kilmer, it's worth pointing out, is replacing the retiring uh, Norm Dix, who is a wonderful ocean leader for many, many years out of that district. And we think that, uh, that Mr. Kilmer, while he's, uh, he's got some big shoes to fill, is certainly up to the challenge, and we're, we're very excited about him. Uh, Mr. Heck and Ms. Delbeni are also really strong champions. And again, I think they're going to do great things. Well, bravo for Washington State. And then up in little old New Hampshire, um, Carol Shea Porter uh, was their congresswoman, and I remember watching her lambasting uh, the oil companies during the Gulf oil spill uh, right after that, and then she was defeated, and uh, looks like you helped get her back in again. Uh, yeah, she, was, she rose to the top. So uh, she was swept out in 2010. Uh, is kind of the uh, part of that Republican wave, and 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 she is a very progressive, uh, outspoken candidate. Uh, you know, very strong on a lot of ocean issues, and as you mentioned, Rob, um, uh, fearlessly outspoken uh, when the BP oil disaster hit, uh, and someone who has consistently backed up uh, those challenges. Not mere sound bites to her. She's worked hard to push alternative energies and really kind of rein in. Uh, the riskiness and expansion of offshore oil drilling, so wonderful in, in all of those regards, uh, but very progressive, and she was replaced by an extremely conservative congressman who uh, she challenged again this year, and uh, and she's not changed one bit. She continues to be outspoken. She continues to be very progressive, uh, and she was able to win a very hard-fought uh, uh, contest by uh, really just a, a few thousand votes, uh, so a uh, close call, but now we've got a much stronger champion in that uh, in that district, and and the oceans are far better off because of it. I went to a fundraiser for Carol Shea with Carol Shea Porter in New Hampshire, and she was joined by Shelley Pingree from Maine, who was there to urge her colleague to get that you know be elected back in again. And uh, Miss Pingree is one of your champions too, right? 
She is indeed, and uh, she's an, another one who we would really hold up as, you know, this is what you are looking for in, in the ideal sense from an ocean champion. Uh, she, you know, she really, uh, she comes by it honestly. She has uh, been living on an island off the coast of, of Maine for a long time, so she is very well aware of how important the sea is to her own livelihood and, and the people around her. She's also uh, an organic farmer. And we see a strong link between ocean health and uh, sustainable farming. And so she really marries those concepts together. And uh, she is, uh, you know, really kind of on point for that coastal water quality issue, strong in terms of uh, sustainable management of fisheries as well to benefit her fishermen, as well as the ecosystems that depend upon healthy fisheries. Uh, and uh, someone who is really a rising star uh, in the Democratic Party. Uh, who is tremendously effective in floor maneuvering, very savvy in how she crafts legislation, and, and someone who can really do a lot of good for the ocean. And she is, uh, again, one, and uh, we're very pleased. This is something I, I really like about Ocean Champions, is I meet these incredible people by being part of Ocean Champions. Uh, now, you got kind of a lot of people stepped out from uh, supporting uh, Democrats or Republicans to support uh, Angus King, uh, the an independent who, from Maine. Yeah, and, and it, it, it was wonderful to have the opportunity to endorse him because in many ways that kind of embodies uh, the Ocean Champions philosophy. Um, we've talked a lot about Democrats, but the fact is that Ocean Champions is nonpartisan. We endorse and support Ocean Champions from either party. What we care about is, you know, their stance on ocean issues. And Certainly in, in recent years, it's, it's become harder to find uh, Republicans that will be outspoken on ocean issues. They're there, uh, and I think that over time we'll see more come back to this. Um, but it was wonderful to be able to find uh, Mr. King, who has always been an independent, sees uh, working across the aisle uh, as a strength that he has brought to the table at every level of government in which he has participated, including he was the governor of Maine for many years, hugely popular. Just a very, very thoughtful guy, uh, really works off of, uh, of, of uh, a fact-based and a quantitative approach to problem-solving and tries to find the, the, the bridges to bring divergent opinions together and craft solutions that can move you forward on an issue. Really the ideal kind of guy to have in the Senate uh, and someone we hope uh, who can help move along a lot of ocean issues with those gifts that he has. Well, to follow on Olympia Snow is no easy task. Indeed, Senator Snow was uh, an endorsed ocean champion. We were uh, honored to have the, the opportunity to work with her on a number of important issues, including harmful algal blooms, as well as fisheries issues. Uh, and she, too, has big shoes to fill. Uh, and was, again, a, you know, while she was a Republican, she was very adept at working with both Republicans and Democrats alike. Uh, and we believe that Mr. King, again, while having big shoes to fill, is a great person to step in and try to fill those shoes. Now, I see you have some newly minted senators from New Mexico and Hawaii. We do. Uh, and these were really important Senate races. Um, we endorsed uh, Martin Heinrich in New Mexico and Maisie Hirono in Hawaii. Uh, and these, again, were hotly contested seats. Uh, there was a lot of uh, outside money, super PAC money, that was involved in both of these races. Uh, but uh, but both of these candidates, uh, uh, now Senator Heinrich and Senator Hirono, were uh, were Congress people. They were representatives in the House, uh, and they had, over time, both of them built strong records on ocean conservation issues. Um, Congresswoman Hirono on a range of, of ocean issues. No surprise that she's uh, in Hawaii, where ocean issues are front and center, and Congressman Heinrich on a range of both. Uh, uh, terrestrial and ocean issues. Though he comes from a landlocked state, he himself is a diver, a fisherman, uh, an ocean enthusiast, and he loves loves our oceans and cares very much about protecting them. So we were thrilled again to be able to endorse these two. Uh, even more thrilled to see that they have won, and we really look forward to working with them in, in the Senate, uh, where uh, you know we we had a fairly strong base of support for ocean conservation issues. But having folks like uh, Mr. Heinrich and Ms. Hirono uh, now in the Senate only strengthens that hand, and that's going to continue to be a really important uh, backstop against 
you know, the fact that we'll still likely see some bad ocean policies coming out of the House, having strong support for ocean conservation in the Senate is important, and these two really help. Yes. And then moving back to the East Coast again in New Jersey, um, uh, Leonard Lance. Yeah, we, we mentioned that uh, Ocean Champions is nonpartisan, and uh, we endorsed Congressman Lance, who's a Republican from New Jersey. Um, you know, what we saw in the last couple of years was ocean issues becoming, in many cases, partisan for the first time. Uh, you saw a lot of very extreme party-line votes on issues that dealt with uh, resource extraction, uh, how you would use our oceans and things like that where all the Republicans would be on one side, the Democrats on the other. Um, but Congressman Lance, uh, really a courageous voter on a number of very important issues to ocean champions, issues that involve uh, fisheries, issues uh, that involve uh, how we govern our oceans, um, was willing to cross party lines and, and vote in the way that, that we believe, vote in a pro-ocean manner. And, uh, you know, we live in a time where, where the parties are a little bit more parliamentary and they expect a lot more loyalty than in the past. There's simply far less party line vote crossing than there was. So when someone has the courage to do this, you really need to, to reward them and, and show that it matters, uh, to your community. And Congressman Lance, uh, you know, he, he, he believes in the cause. He believes in healthy oceans and knows how important they are to his constituents in New Jersey, and uh, he's going to do the right thing. So we're, again, real pleased that, that he's won. Yeah, not only has he been involved with uh, co-sponsoring the Gulf Coast Restoration Act, but he's also been down in the, as I say, down in the weeds with uh, legislation, the Marine Turtle Conservation Reauthorization Act, the Southern Sea Otter Research and Recovery Act, the Clean Estuaries Act of 2010. Um, this looks like one of your uh, potential for being one of your Hall of Fame champions uh, on uh, oceans. He, he really is strong across the board, and, and again, a, a really thoughtful guy, uh, and and someone who, you know, he's he's taken these stands that have not always agreed with the leadership of the party, but uh, but the party really respects him. He's an effective guy, and and uh, and they respect the positions he's taken, and, and we continue to to look forward to working with him. Um, there are a couple of races that. Um, are still up in the air, and I don't know if you want to take a minute to talk about those or whether we should go to the other extreme of your uh, ocean enemy number one. Well, uh, you know, you, you've thrown it out there, so why don't we, we talk about ocean enemy number one. This was, you know, in an evening uh, that, that really was, was uh, so incredibly successful from our perspective. This is the one area uh, that we really are disappointed. We ran uh, a, a comprehensive and major campaign with a number of strong partners to try to beat Congressman Steve Sutherland, who comes from the panhandle of Florida. And uh, we had dubbed him Ocean Enemy Number 1 uh, because not only did he have a number of really, really bad ocean votes, and I should say consistently bad ocean votes, um, he, he's one of the few guys who seemed to make it a priority to attack the oceans. Specifically, he is trying to gut fisheries conservation law. He's tried to neuter the EPA's ability to regulate water quality in Florida, his home state, where, as you know, Rob, they have already have a horrible problem with harmful algal blooms. Uh, and he has pushed for more and more offshore drilling while simultaneously trying to lower safety standards to what they were even before the, the BP oil crash. Uh, you know, so just bad across the board but really outspoken and trying to make it a priority to roll back these hard-fought and won conservation tenets that are really doing good things. Uh, so we put a lot into trying to beat him. Uh, we uh, funded uh, uh, TV ads, radio. We had a ground game out there to do get out the vote and to make people aware of the congressman's record. Uh, we were doing polling, we were doing uh, phone banking to, again, encourage the folks who were supporting his opponent to get out there and, and vote. Uh, but at the end of the day, unfortunately, Congressman Sutherland prevailed in a very close race. Uh, so we're incredibly disappointed about this, but we, uh, we believe that our engagement will definitely have an impact. Um, we have shown that the ocean community is willing to engage in a big way politically based solely upon a congressman's record on ocean issues. 
And we would hope that that puts a, a flag out there that will make someone like Congressman Sutherland reconsider how hard they want to push on a specific issue because it could have consequences in terms of their next election. And we will continue to evaluate who is the worst ocean guy. And we really expect to play even bigger and bolder in 2014 and work harder than ever to beat whoever it is that is standing out against us on ocean issues. Yeah, that, that's a good point. That This is not personal, that this is uh, based on the voting records. And if you can turn a politician to vote the right way, that's winning, because the bottom line is good ocean legislation. Indeed, and, and, and it's possible that Congressman Sutherland heard from some of the folks that we heard from during a race. We heard from fishermen who didn't like his stance on, on, ocean con- on fish conservation issues because conservation policy had saved their fishery and it saved their livelihood. We heard from members of his constituency that, that were concerned about the congressman's stance on uh, water quality issues. So hopefully he's heard from them as well, and maybe he'll vote better this time around. But either way, we will be watching. Mike, thank you. We're going to take a short break and be right back with Mike Dunmire from Ocean Champion. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Connecting local stewardship with global support, the Ocean River Institute is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people and groups make a difference where they live and work. We believe that many environmental issues can best be addressed by people taking action in their own communities and regions. It's not the large national entities, but the small, localized, or newly formed groups that often need help to achieve their goals. That's where the Ocean River Institute comes in. We maintain a network of eco-stewards and ORI partners, connecting them with resources and services to help them maximize their impact, expand their capacity, and weather unexpected setbacks. ORI actions and events offer opportunities to make a difference, to go the distance, and you can volunteer to be an ORI eco-steward. To discover more, visit us online at www.oceanriver.org. That's www.oceanriver.org. The Ocean River Institute is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people and groups make a difference where they live and work through environmental stewardship and science. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Moyer's Environmental Dialogues. To participate in today's discussion, you're welcome to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send an email to rob at oceanriver.org. Now, back to Dr. Rob Moyer. Hi, we're talking to Mike Dunmeyer of Ocean Champions. And if you want to follow along, uh, it's at oceanchampions.org. Uh, but Mike, let's, um, step away from the specifics of individuals and, uh, you know, overall, um, what, what are you, what lessons are you taking from this, uh, last night's election and, and the efforts that Ocean Champions has been doing? Well, it was, uh, it was really heartening, I think, uh, to see that, uh, uh, I think that there are a lot of races where, and not just the races that we were engaged in, but a lot of races broadly where uh, the person, the candidate that we would look at as the more environmentally focused, the person who understands how much uh, conservation issues mean to people, how much we all rely on healthy ecosystems and healthy oceans for our livelihood, for the quality of our lives, for our health, uh, these were the candidates that, by and large, were, were carrying the day. And we went into uh, the election with uh, a Senate that was um, solid on ocean conservation issues and had been a good backstop. A House of Representatives that was probably the worst we had seen on ocean issues, certainly in my lifetime, and you know, probably ever, uh, where ocean issues had become partisan for the first time. 
where they were, you know, you could look and say there were 300 bad bills that passed the House in terms of various attacks on environmental uh, uh, health, a number of those bad ocean bills, and very few saw the light of the day in the Senate. But, you know, we were very concerned because you keep seeing bad bill after bad bill, and rather than having to fight on every issue, it's better to try to get a healthier, <laughs> stronger Congress around your issues. So, uh, you know, we, we look back and we see the, the, the results as they've played out, and we see a, a Senate that is stronger now than it was before on ocean issues. There are now uh, 18 ocean champions endorsed senators that are serving. And so that's, that's almost a fifth of the Senate where we've got a strong relationship with someone who we know is good on our issues, not necessarily all issues, but on many of them. And yeah. so we believe that, that that really is going to be helpful to us to try to get some good things done coming out of the Senate and to, again, try to, to backstop and block some of the attacks that are still going to be coming out of the House. Um, the House itself, uh, you know, we've gone from 18 endorsed champions there to, I think, we're at 32, uh, uh, and I think it's going to wind up being 33 uh, when all the elections are finally decided. So we've almost doubled the number of, of folks where we have strong relationships, where we we know their set of priorities and, and, and know that they're going to be helpful. The other thing that is really important here is that having, based upon the conversations that we've had with these guys, you know, nearly all of them are very focused on getting on the ocean-relevant committees. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to have a vote uh, in, in, the, in the Senate, or in, in, in Congress, rather. But uh, as you know, Rob, um, real leadership on any issue, for good or for bad, starts in the relevant committees. And if someone doesn't serve on a committee where ocean issues come up, for example, on financial services or ways and means, things like that, then they're not really in position to, to lead on an issue, and they're not in position to either try to short-circuit an attack or to try to launch uh, uh, a bill that could do some real good. And what we've seen is that many, many of these uh, champions that we've we've helped uh, elect in the House this time are very focused on being on the right committee. So uh, that's going to be tremendously helpful as well. Um, there's no getting around it, though. Uh, there are still a lot of uh, intractable anti-ocean votes that exist in the House. And, you know, folks like Steve Sutherland are still there. And we would anticipate that we're going to see bad ocean bills. Um, Right now, uh, there's a lot of talk about reauthorizing Magnuson-Stevens, uh, which, as you know, is the, the law that governs U.S. fisheries. And its most recent reauthorization in 2006 had uh, a number of very strong fisheries conservation provisions, uh, many of which uh, began to be rolled in at the end of 2011, and these are working. Well, uh, there is a movement afoot to reopen this law, and there will be a, a lot of effort put into trying to roll back these conservation provisions, uh, and, uh, and, and that's going to be a big fight. So again, there are enough people on the bad side of the issue to, to do some real damage. It's going to take really strong commitment from our ocean champions in the House and then ultimately in the Senate to be able to defeat these, these attacks. But Again, based upon the strength of the relationships that we have, based upon the quality of the champions that we see coming into office, we think we've got a really good chance here. Again, we're going to hold out hope that we can get some very positive things going in the Senate that might be able to make it all the way through. So there's a very long-winded answer to say that, you know, uh, we are on the way to taking Congress back for our oceans. We're not there yet, but we think we made a lot of progress last night, and we feel pretty good about it. Well, what can individuals do to help ocean conservation and save ocean wildlife? Um, yeah. I'm sorry, Rob, I missed that. What can individuals do to help save ocean wildlife? Oh. And um, yeah. ocean conservation. They can, um, you know, it isn't just the number of signatures on a letter, is it? Well, you know, there, there are a lot of things that people can do, and that's a great question. Thank you very much for asking it. Um, you know, the, the, the first thing that we would say to do is, is to really pay attention. Um, if ocean health is a priority to you, uh, then absolutely you should be paying attention to how your 
senators and representatives are voting on the ocean issues that, that are important to you and, you know, what they're saying about the, the issues as they come up, be it climate change, be it ocean acidification, be it you know, coastal water quality. How, how are they... How are they messaging on this? What does that tell you? And, uh, you know, this really should shape your votes. Now, the other thing that I would say in a self-serving way, uh, but I, I truly believe this, is that you should engage through Ocean Champions. Um, we are entirely independent. All of our funding comes from uh, people who care about the ocean, not corporations or anything like that, but people like you who uh, who really care about ocean conservation and know that you've got to play politically to have a chance. So please do join ocean champions, uh, and, 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 uh, uh, you know, engage with us on these issues. There are, there are times when we will hear from our champions that, uh, they need to hear from their constituents on a specific issue. And we always communicate to our activist community. Uh, and, uh, and as you mentioned, you know, number of, of signatures on, on an issue, well, that, there are times when that really does help, and when handwritten letters to senators and congressmen can really stand out because so few people do that. Phone calls, uh, brief to the point, but uh, but very direct uh, and 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 clear phone calls with how you feel on an issue matter. Um, these are the ways that your voice can be heard, and at the end of the day, uh, nobody in Congress is going to go a certain way on an issue if they think that it's going to go against the interests of the majority of their constituents. So who they hear from is the sample set that they use to, to gauge their broader constituency. So Yeah, this is why we really need ocean champions, because these ocean issues are not top-tier issues. We don't read about them in newspapers. We wouldn't know that there was a harmful algal bloom bill progressing or not progressing or that existed uh, unless we... You know, go to your website and subscribe to your your e uh, e blast to to find out what's going on. And similarly, uh, Ocean Champions has subscribers from all over and members from all over the country, uh, which is really important because you know who the key decision makers are at a time, and those decision makers need to hear from their constituents. Nobody else can. That's the ones they serve there and stuff. And you know that because oceans are third tier. They never hear from their constituents about ocean issues. And so just one passionate plea uh, makes a big difference to, um, to decision makers when they're working on things. Obviously, some things are more complex, like, like fishing problems, but a lot of the fishermen problems are because we're not addressing the pollution problems that are also impacting fish. That, that's true. And, and uh, you know, the other thing to point out to folks is that uh, we are on Capitol Hill every day. Uh, we have these close relationships with the members of Congress that, that care about our issues, uh, and we engage uh, very broadly as well. There are a number of folks that we have not endorsed that we still have good working relationships with. Some of these guys are the most conservative guys in the Senate or the House, and you know we, we know how to work with them well. So, again, that's another plea for uh, help support Ocean Champions because uh, we're able to put the ocean's voice directly on, a, on, on Capitol Hill every day. Uh, and also uh, engage with us and let us know how these issues are affecting you because at the end of the day, um, you know, we don't fight for the ocean just because it's beautiful and we love it. We fight for the ocean because it's vital for our own preservation. It comes back to people. Uh, people rely on the ocean for jobs. People rely on the ocean for management of climate, for production of oxygen to breathe, uh, for food. Uh, a healthy and thriving ocean ecosystem is, is so important to all of us and when we get these stories from people in districts about exactly how an issue affects them, you can carry that to your representative. We can do that, too. And uh, and then they're really hearing how this issue affects people in district, and that's what moves them. So it's One of my favorite stories from you guys is Senator Inhofe and harmful algal blooms. You've got about a minute for that one. Yeah, well, uh, Senator Inhofe is, as many folks know, one of the most conservative voices in the Senate. Uh, but, uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, he was swimming in a, in a lake in Oklahoma that had a, a toxic algal bloom and he almost died. And so he found out firsthand just how, just how harmful these harmful algal blooms are. And, uh, we've been working on an important bill to address this issue for a long time. 
Uh, and we met with his staff on this issue, and the staffer said, hey, look, the senator loves this bill. He thinks it does a lot of good. Uh, he just thinks that the authorization level is a little bit high. We actually agreed with it because it was set at a level way beyond what it would ever be appropriated at and more than was needed. Um, so he helped blaze a trail amongst a number of the other very conservative senators that are out there. We also met with, with the staffs of these senators, and, and there are now a number of the most conservative senators ready to support this bill, uh, thanks to uh, Senator Inhofe and his very capable staff. So these are where you can get these wonderful collaborations. And, and as we're talking to him about harmful algal blooms, the staffer mentions, oh, hey, the senator also really cares about estuaries and thinks we need to be doing more to preserve them. Would you like to work with the senator on that issue? And we, of course, said, yes, we would love that. So you can find these wins and you can find these areas to partner and, uh, and get great things done. It's remarkable because who would know that Oklahoma cared about estuaries? You wouldn't know unless you were talking with people. And that's your strength is the ocean champions is out there talking with people. They, they are clearly the place to go. If you want to talk oceans, go to ocean champions. And, uh, it's been a great thing for me. I've been to, uh, receptions for incoming congressmen and had Skinny Hoyer, the number two uh, Democrat come over and say, Rob, and I'm going, how do you know who I am? And he said, I went to Nantucket and I saw the ocean, you know, <laughs> 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 you know, and it was the, the he was so happy to stop talking about the, the you know, the crisis de jour and break away and talk about the ocean. So it's sort of like going fishing. It's a nice thing to talk about, too. Uh, Mike, I want to thank you for taking the time to tell us about uh, all the victories and progress that Ocean Champions is making to um, save the oceans and to have good legislators in there who will be stewards and uh, standard bearers for ocean conservation. Oh, thanks so much. As always, it's been a pleasure. And uh, thank you, Rob, for all your uh, tremendous leadership on ocean issues and the great work that you've done with us at Ocean Champions. And well, thank you. Do. And if people want to know more about this, uh, please go to oceanchampions.org, or you can read about my work at oceanriver.org. And, Mike, can people write to you? I'm sorry, what's that, Rob? Can people write to you? Uh, they you want to give them your email address. Uh, sure, that's, you can write to uh, mike at oceanchampions.org. Pretty easy. Yeah. So gather up your ocean stories and send them to Mike, and uh, he's got a few to share with you, too. Mary Yarn from the Laughing Fellow Rover. Thank you, Mike. And that's it Thanks, for this bro. episode of Moyer's Environmental Dialogues. Thanks a lot for listening. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us this week on Moyer's Environmental Dialogues. Please tune in for more with Dr. Rob Moyer next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Green Living Channel. We'll talk again then. Yeah.